Rise and shine, you Syracuse superfans. It's time to pour yourself a tall, delicious glass of orange fizz. Syracuse recruiting news, insider information, latest SU buzz. The Syracuse blogosphere comes to life on the central New York airwaves. It's Fizz Radio. Syracuse football is still undefeated in 2018, heading into week five. But it's going to be a tough challenge to stay that way as they go play Clemson at 12 p.m. on Saturday. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this edition of the Orange Fizz pregame podcast. I'm David Edelstein, alongside Harrison Singer, as we talk about this game that Syracuse football will play on the road at the Clemson Tigers. So Syracuse football is currently 4-0 and this season, and they're heading out to the road to Clemson. And, you know, the history behind these two teams recently has been pretty interesting because Clemson's been one of these really big-name teams. They won a national championship. And then they were the defending national champions and came and played Syracuse. Both those two different years, two years ago and last year, really were different results. Two years ago, Syracuse goes on the road to Clemson. They wound up losing 54-0 to a team led by Deshaun Watson. And that team wound up winning the national championship. But the next year, Clemson, a ranked team, number two in the country at that time, defending national champions, comes into the Carrier Dome and the Orange take the three-point win. So they're back on the road this year. How much of a difference will that really make, Harrison? I think it makes a huge difference. I I don't think this is the same team that's going to walk into Death Valley and lose 54 nothing by any stretch of the imagination, but it definitely makes a difference. I think being at, at the Dome last year really, really, really helped the Orange take down Clemson last year, and they just don't have that luxury to rely on this year. It's going to make it a lot tougher. Now, the thing that's been being put around everywhere is that, you know, it's going to be loud in Clemson. And one of the interesting things about that is Syracuse's own stadium is called the Loud House. And the whole thing is that it's loud and they have that energy. Is there really going to be that much of an impact about how loud it's going to be down in Clemson, especially because now these fans are maybe cheering for the other side, of course? I think that, yeah, absolutely. The fact that they're cheering for that other side makes a 180-degree type difference. It, it, it Tremendous. I think having that, that Teth Valley crowd not on your favor not only makes it hard, but arguably nearly impossible to go down and and really execute the game plan that you really wanted to, to go in running successfully. Now, one big difference is that, of course, Deshaun Watson is no longer on the team from two years ago. Last time Syracuse went to Clemson, But even from last year now, Kelly Bryant saying that after his demotion and Lawrence is the quarterback, the freshman that will be starting for Syracuse, Kelly Bryant says he's going to transfer. So there's that coaching decision change to put the freshman in as his first start of his college career. Kelly Bryant says, I'm leaving. What is the impact of that? I think, well, there's definitely a huge impact I would think from a, as a team from a team wide standpoint when you're changing your guy at the signal caller position you know you're rallying around someone else a completely different guy a guy who's commanding the huddle a guy who's supposed to be that leader you know on and off the field so you know that I think for the, that's the first thing that really strikes my mind is that this team really is just making a, a really just a huge shift um and it's, it's, it just takes an adjustment, you know, but if this is the guy that, you know, the coaching staff leaves, because usually if you, you know, 
it doesn't take it, it, you can play sports at any level, high school, college, or pro, and see you know and get an idea of which guys around you, which pl- the, the the players around you, really give you a, a you know the best chance to win. And I feel like Clemson did that and has done that by doing by by making the quarterback change here, and they're, they're gonna probably and have rallied around their new guy. So I, I would. Expect them to continue doing that. But, yeah, in terms of the impact that it has, it's definitely an adjustment, yeah. You talk so much about how the quarterback position, this leadership position, really can rally a team if they rally around that player. And when you have a shift in leadership, especially one that might be slightly unexpected, and you're putting the freshman in 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 favor of someone who's been with the team for a while, and as Bryant came out and said in a statement that he feels like he's done nothing else besides earn the position you have this leadership shift this confidence shift from the the coaches and the staff and it's just something that could you know be just a little bit of a rivet and you just wonder how much Syracuse would be able to take advantage of something like that and how much Clemson might be just trying to figure it out this week when that change is just made and I feel like that's something that a lot of people will make statements on but don't really get to see because like these decisions, these type of decisions, I mean, a lot of people can say, oh, Kelly, how could Kelly Bryant not be starting anymore? How, how is this possible? He was, you know, he had so much success as their starting quarterback. Well, you know, the coaches, the players, they're the ones that have the most intel and they're the ones that are around more than anyone else, more than the people covering the team, more than the people rooting for the team, more than anyone else. So, you know, and Davos, when he also, Davos, when he also probably, also, you know, he probably knows a thing or two about probably knows what he's doing but these decisions are made and with thoughts so it might be shocking but you got you know it happened it must have happened for a reason so one of the differences also is that you know Lawrence is healthy right now coming into the game as the quarterback for Clemson last time last year Bryant actually wasn't fully healthy coming into the game and then he wound up getting knocked out midway through of course with uh concussion so that was different that, you know, Syracuse was already playing against a quarterback that was injured coming into the game. Here, Lawrence gets the spot. He's probably fired up. He knows that his coaches have confidence in him. He just needs to get his team around him. He's ready to go, build up these stats, and really lead a successful Clemson team currently ranked number three in the country. So with all of this, what is the key to the game for Syracuse? How can they possibly overcome the challenge two years in a row i think there are a few things that they need to do i, I mean both sides of the, of the ball offense defense even special teams so you know everyone's got their their mission and and to beat a team that you're not expected to beat everyone's got to really execute that mission successfully so there are a lot of things that they need to do well to beat this team it's it is that simple and i mean I can tell you, I, I, I can go from where I can give you my take on where they, sh- you know, from top to bottom where they go. It starts with also, you know, first holding on to the ball because if you're not expected to go in and beat Clemson, you can't give them any additional help. I wrote a piece on orangefizz.net. You know, anyone listening can go ahead and, and check it out. I just detailed basically, you know, a few things that they need to do. The first thing I said was hold on to the ball. You can't help a team that you're just not expected to be out. And turning the ball over does just that, and I think that's the first thing. But, you know, other than that, there are keys in, in, in on both sides of the ball. But, yeah, I would definitely say it starts with holding on to the ball. Eric Dungy has only one interception thrown on the year. 
Meanwhile, the Clemson defense is one of the last remaining teams in all of college football to not yet have any interceptions on defense. So it's looking like the matchup in favor, turnover-wise, is in favor of Syracuse for this game, of course, unless the running game does fumble and release the ball a few times. But as far as the passing goes, and Dungey, a player who holds onto the ball, whether he's throwing, running, and everything else, it looks like Syracuse is on the beneficial side of those turnovers. So hold on to the ball. Syracuse will have to do that on Saturday against Clemson. The game starts at 12 noon Eastern time. So to keep up to date with all of your Syracuse football news, keep reading orangefizz.net as well as following us on Twitter at orangefizz, Facebook at orangefizz as well. Alongside Harrison Singer, I'm David Edelstein. Thank you so much for joining us on this Orange Fizz pregame podcast, and we'll speak with you after the game.